I saw a tweet that said, while the trauma you experienced as a child wasn't your fault, it is your responsibility to heal from it as an adult. Let's talk about it. Welcome to the Confessions of the Eldest Daughter podcast, where firstborn quirks meet comedic perks. Now let's unpack this trauma, y'all. In order to properly heal your childhood trauma, you have to forgive. And I know sometimes we think like, oh, you know, I'll just, yeah, you're sorry. Okay, I, I accept your apology. But then the moment you get triggered, then you realize you really haven't forgiven that person and you really haven't healed from the situation. And a lot of us are walking around thinking that we're healed when in reality, we just haven't been triggered in a really long time. So I know just recently, even just now, I've been kind of in isolation from my friends, from dating, um, from certain family members. And this whole time, I'm telling people like, oh, I'm healed, I'm healed. But if y'all revert back to my very first episode, I was telling y'all about the guy I met on Hinge. Um, he asked me once up a question and I went down a whole rabbit hole of my childhood trauma and he asked me if I was okay which you know it started this podcast and this whole time I thought like oh I'm healed I can do this podcast I can make jokes about my childhood trauma and how um I turned out fine look at me when in reality he really triggered me and I didn't really know that that was something that I still kind of needed to heal from if that makes sense and I feel like personally Forgiveness is the start. That's that's where, you know, the healing really kind of starts. And that needs to happen before you can truly say you're healed from a situation. I joke on this podcast all the time about childhood trauma and, you know, talking about being the oldest daughter. Um, and I also think sometimes me joking about it, it's just a coping mechanism for me to deal with it, but have I really healed from it? So without getting too deep into my childhood and my business and, you know, growing up and my family, what I will say is that a lot of the trauma that I experienced um, came at me in different ways, you know, whether it was from my parents, whether it's from being an oldest child, whether it's from growing up in a church, whether it's from being a dark-skinned girl growing up, going to a predominantly white school, whether it's from friends, whether it's from all the times I was sick and all the skin conditions I have, Lord knows I have been through a lot. But I feel like as a child, I couldn't really control that. I think for me, because of everything I was going on, I remember bottling up all the anger that I had and going to school and taking it out on other people and being mean, being a bully. Like, I think if anyone who knows me, they'll literally tell you, like, I'm like a Sour Patch Kid. Like, I can be super sweet, but like, I can also be really mean too, because I got a smart mouth. And I know where it stems from, and I like to think now I've gotten a lot nicer, but I just remember being that angry kid that didn't know how to express themselves, didn't have no one to listen, 
and I just had all this misplaced anger and I was just taking it out on whoever at the time. But as an adult now, especially as a 30 year old, as someone who may one day want kids, I refuse to pass this trauma along to my kids because it's not their fault. I wanted to touch on something that happened recently in the media. We saw um, the rapper T.I. and his son get into like a scuffle or whatever. And then T.I. had to like choke him out or something because King was being quote unquote disrespectful. In the video, you can see them, you know, starting as a joke, like arguing back and forth about King. I think he wanted to be from the hood or something. I don't know. Y'all have seen the video. If you haven't, just look up. King and T.I. And I think, you know, Tiny, his mom tried to get in between them and he ended up pushing his mom out the way. I guess he was trying to come at his father and T.I. had to end up choking him. Um, and a lot of people were saying, oh, he's a spoiled brat. He um, is disrespectful, blah, blah. But if you watched old interviews, you would see that King has said that he grew up with his grandma. He grew up living with his grandmother. And on the weekends when they were filming for their family reality TV show, he would come to the house, play his part, and then go back home to his grandma. And if you do even more research, you'll see his older sister, Zanique. She would talk about how all Tiny did was spend time with T.I. and how she, he, she was never home because she was always with T.I. Um, and I remember saying, I think I had tweeted, I was like, oh, well, you know, King said... He was raised by his grandma. That's probably why he doesn't respect his parents. People are like, oh, that is so crazy. That is not a good excuse to disrespect your parents, blah, blah. Let me tell you where that stems from and why I understood. I have gotten into fights with both of my parents. Um, and a part of it does stem from, I spent a lot of time with my grandmother growing up. Um, whenever I got kicked out the house, I got kicked out the house when I was like 17. Um, it's Cause I, well, it don't matter why, but I promise it wasn't my fault. But I did get kicked out the house when I was 17. I stayed with my grandma for a couple of months and um, I was having a blast. It was the best time of my life, actually. But my grandparents did a lot for me. Like they bought me my first car. Those were like my parents. And the anger that kids have towards their parents to the point where they're quote unquote disrespecting them, it stems from neglect. And I also want to say I don't condone King pushing Tiny at all. I remember growing up feeling like, oh my gosh, my parents are so selfish. They only care about themselves. They didn't fight to keep our family together. Um, and they forced me to be a third parent at the age of whatever. I think I was like, I think it started when I was like nine. But like by age 12, I remember whenever my parents got divorced, I had to be the deciding um, vote on who we stayed with and who got full, well not full custody, but like who was the primary parent we had to stay with. And I remember just thinking like, oh, well, if I choose my dad, then he's not gonna let me see my grandma because I'm 12 and my grandma buys everything for me. She buys all my school clothes, anything I want, my granny would buy for me. So of course I went in there thinking like, oh, He's not going to let me see my grandma, so I'm going to choose to stay with my mom. Keep in mind, I already told y'all, me and my mom did not have the best relationship growing up. But I um, remember choosing to stay with my mom 
And so because that's who I chose and that's where me, my brother and my sister went. And I remember my dad being so angry at me and saying that I was the reason why we couldn't stay with him. And I guess I was the reason why he had to pay child support and, you know, whatever. And I remember feeling so bad. And looking back on it now, that was such a big decision for a child to make. That was a lot of pressure put on me at 12 years old that I constantly think about to this day. And I think, like, I have um, a part of me felt like my dad, like, resented me for making that decision. Even though me and him still had a great relationship after that, I will never forget that day when he found out that's who I chose and how he made me feel that day. And I feel like constantly, um, I don't know why my nose is itching. Sorry, y'all. If you're listening, I have been scratching my nose this whole time. But if you're watching, my apologies, y'all. <laughs> but I remember just feeling like so low and so down and not really being able to process and not even knowing how big of a decision I was making. In my mind, I would just, I wanted to go to my granny house. But that decision affected not only me, but it affected my sister and my brother. So um, I say that to say now at my big age of 30, I am learning forgiveness. Um, and while I'm still working on forgiving my father, I can honestly say I've forgiven my mom. And um, because of that, now I feel like that's why we have a better relationship now than we ever had growing up. And I used to see all my friends be so close to their moms and be like, I wish I had that. Because I could never relate. I have one best friend. Her and her mom are like best friends. And I would just be like, I mean, me and my granny was best friends, you know. But like, also, my grandma isn't always going to be here because she's older. And so it kind of gives me a sigh of relief of knowing, you know, I'll have someone after she leaves. Granted, I don't know which one I'm going to leave first. You know, somebody could die tomorrow. Hopefully, no one dies tomorrow. But, you know, like, that was one thing I was always worried about. Because I, to this day, I put my grandma down as my emergency contact. That's why I need a husband. Because if something happened to me, my, my grandma not going to come and get me. Like, she old. But, you know, like, it's just it's stuff like that. So I've been working on rebuilding those relationships with my parents. But um, it all starts with forgiveness. Forgiveness is definitely key. I don't know if my father would ever see my podcast or listen to it. It's so funny because I was talking to my mom last night and she was just asking me to do all this stuff. And it's so crazy if you ever know, like, or if I, if you know me personally and you know the relationship between me and my mom, it was never good. Like growing up, me and her were not friends. I'm really, really close to my grandma and it wasn't until I became an adult, me and my mom became closer to the point where I call her for advice and stuff like that. But Keandra and my mom, three years ago, we didn't, we wouldn't even talk. Like we don't, we're not like a very um, affectionate family. We're not like, we're not huggers. We don't say I love you, blah, blah. And I think it wasn't up until maybe like this year, um, we've kind of been more affectionate. But at the same time, the relationship with my father has, falling off. I have not spoken to my father in over a year 
And for people who know me, they would probably think that's crazy because I was really, really close to my father. Um, so for things that I, of course, won't disclose here on my podcast as to why me and my father don't talk, um, I personally, when asked about it, I'm always like, oh, it's fine. It's for the best. You know, get those toxic family members out of your life you know, whatever. I don't need my dad. I'm grown, blah, blah. But also, I think the reason why I was so quick and um, an advocate for cutting off all communication with my father was because I haven't forgiven him. And I think for a while, especially growing up, not having a good relationship with my mother, I leaned on my father a lot. And I excused a lot of things that he did or contributed to my childhood trauma. Because in my mind, well, I don't have my mom and my grandma's not always going to be here. So I need to be close to my dad. And I've always been a daddy's girl. Like my mom would tell you like stories. She tells me stories all the time from when I was a baby. And she would say that, you know, I'd be at home with her and we'd have a good day. And then as soon as my dad comes home, I would ignore her and act like she doesn't even exist. And I'd go and tell my dad and I'd snitch on my mom and couldn't talk no full words or sentences. But I'd just be like, and she did this, 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 and this. And my mom would just be in shock. She was like, Keandra, we had such a good day. You were such a good baby. We bonded. And it's like whenever my dad would come home, it's like she wouldn't matter. And honestly, that's how I remember it too. Like no matter what my dad did, whether it was to you know, our, that affected our family, whatever he did to my mom, like that was my favorite parent. And me and him were really, really close. So for us to be where we are now, where I'm 30 years old and I, you know, I want to get married. I want to have kids. Eventually, I, you know, I want some, someone to walk me down the aisle for us to not even be talking. It's kind of bizarre, but at the same time, I'm okay with it. And I feel like maybe I shouldn't be. I don't know. But I just think that sometimes it's okay to forgive someone and then just totally not talk to them ever again, if that makes sense. Now, granted, I hope that's not what the case would be. But at this point in my life, if that does happen, I think I'll be okay with it. I remember in one of the last things I said to my dad um, before we stopped talking, I told him, while I am your child, I am not a child. And I had to set those boundaries in place because I think sometimes our parents forget that. And whenever we snap back at them, it's always being respectful where it is like, no, it stems from anger. It stems from neglect and you triggered me and while i'm working on forgiveness and trying to move past it sometimes my forgiveness doesn't come with a reconciliation unfortunately and that's honestly just what it is and you know i think that might suck if you really just you know want that relationship with your child but when you are like the only one putting in work, it seems like it gets exhausting and it gets to the point where, you know what, my life is a lot more peaceful without the back and forth. So I'm going to just pray on it, forgive you and dip out because 
that's not fair to me to be constantly told to get over it, to have my feelings invalidated, to be walked all over, especially when I've been putting in work since day one as the oldest child and just taking and taking and taking and taking and not have anyone to be there for me so that I can express myself. While I would never wish any ill will or anything bad to happen to anyone in my family, I think in order to fully move on and be happy in a relationship, I need to heal those daddy issues. And I've never been the type of girl who had daddy issues because like I said, me and my dad were really, really close. Um, so to have daddy issues so late in life is kind of bizarre to me and it's just kind of like, okay. But I also know that your relationship with your father affects your relationship with men. Um, prime example, um, if I do nothing else, I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave a job. I'm going to leave a friendship. I'm going to leave a relationship because I am my daddy's child. Okay. Like I will leave you just like my daddy left my family. Like it's, that's just how I have been. And it sucks because I know that it stems from never having anyone to fight for me. Whenever um, I think about, you know, growing up and when my parents were going through a divorce in my mind, I just wanted my dad to fight for the family, you know, do right by my mom so that we can continue to be a family. I felt like he didn't fight hard enough. I felt like um, whenever me and him had a falling out over, um, I'm trying to talk about it without telling our business, but we had a falling out and I felt like he didn't fight for me, his child. I felt like in a situation, I was right. The other person involved was wrong and he took their side over mine and I was told to just get over it. Um, and I feel like in my relationships, when I deal with some men, whenever we have a falling out or someone does something that hurts me and they don't fight for me, it triggers me and reminds me of my dad, you know? And this podcast is not going to be about my dad, I promise, like after this segment, I'm not going to talk about him anymore because I don't want to really feed any energy into it. And just in case he does see it, I don't want him to feel like he is, I guess, contributing to anything successful I got going on. Like this is not going to be about him, I promise. But um, that's just an example of Things I need to forgive so that I can heal and truly like progress. As you guys know, I like to end my podcast with a confession and a lesson. My confession is that instead of facing my problems head on, sometimes I just self-isolate to the point where I forget. And instead of forgiving, I forget. And I usually think I'm good and I'm all healed and oh, that was so long ago until I am triggered and then all the feels come back. So that is something I am kind of working on. Um, it's so funny um, because 
I will literally make a joke, crack a joke about any and everything because I'm a very unserious person. But behind those jokes, there'd be some tears. And that is something I'm kind of working on, just expressing myself, but actually doing it the right way. Because I know sometimes I express myself through anger and it comes out horribly. And I feel like me working on my delivery is what's going to help me in the long run to be able to forgive and heal those relationships that um, have broken, whether it was my fault or not. Um, but at the same time, I would not be disrespected and I will put boundaries in place. I'm not the same people pleaser I used to be. And I feel like once people realize that and stop trying to try me, then we can move on and be peaceful, you know? But I know for me, I do run away from a lot of problems. Sometimes I don't address it because I know how my mouth is. I know that my delivery isn't the best. So I will literally just stop talking to someone. I block, I mute, I unfollow. Um, and it's hard to do with family because that's your family. But I do it to everybody. I do it with friends. I do it with everybody because I don't like conflict and I don't like to make it bigger than what it is. But the issue with that is that I never get to the healing and forgiving part of it. It just gets added on to a whole list of other traumas because I refuse to face it head on and actually heal and forgive. So that is something I'm not proud of. That is something I am working on. But the lesson in all of that is communication. I am learning to work on my communication, work on my delivery, and to be more upfront about my feelings any un, instead of holding it in and exploding on people later or subtweeting them or talking about them on TikToks and stuff like that is something I am literally working on as we speak and I'm very self-aware believe it or not for people who don't think I am I actually am very self-aware um I just don't address a lot of things because a, it gives me a headache. Sometimes I just don't care to. And C, because I just don't want it to get bigger than what it is. A lot of things I think can be healed and reconciled with a simple conversation. But also everyone isn't open to that. And if I'm coming ready to you to tell you how I feel and you make me feel like my feelings don't matter, that can trigger me and set me off to make the situation, you know, unfixable. And that's not what I want with anyone. I don't want beef with nobody. I am 30 years old. And I am too old for beef. Um, but working on my communication skills is what I have been doing. And hopefully one day, you know, I'll have that conversation with my father and the relationship will be healed. But as of right now, I am working on forgiving and forgiveness. I never thought in a million years I would forgive my mom for a lot of stuff that she did. And now me and her talk almost every day. So I think that there's still hope um, for me and my father. 
Um, if not for our relationship, I still want that relationship with my siblings. Um, so hopefully, you know, I'll pray on it and we'll one day be able to reconcile and move forward. I want to thank you guys for listening to this podcast. If you can relate, definitely comment and let me know. Um, this was kind of like a very vulnerable podcast for me. I don't like to talk about people um, in my family who can't speak up for themselves because, of course, there's always multiple sides to a story. I was just telling y'all my point of view. Um, but one thing about me is I always want to be transparent and authentic, but I'm never going to get on here and just tell all my business like that. I, I have no problem because I overshare a lot, but I have no problem like, you know, telling y'all things that I know just kind of just happens to people. Um, but I don't think, I mean, there are some things that are just unfixable, but for me, um, a lot of things that I deal with or a lot of traumas that I've had, they can be fixed with a conversation. Um, so hopefully, you know, that happens and I'll have to report to y'all later, I guess, with an update if any of that happens. And if it doesn't, that's okay too. But I know that it's my responsibility to forgive and heal. And I can't always blame my childhood trauma for the way I react to certain things. And, um, you know, I got to take accountability for my part in it. So that is something I'm going to be working on. And if you're in the same boat or you're dealing with something similar, just take a step back and think about, well, how can you contribute and make the situation better? And as long as you're doing your part, I feel like everything else will fall in place. I want to thank you guys for listening to this podcast, and I will see you guys next week. Bye.